0: Never lower your price. Add value. Unknown. You have the power to be the boss of your own life. I'm your host, Monica Allen. I'm a wife, mom, entrepreneur, best-selling author, lifelong learner, and your biz bestie. I have a love and passion for all things small business. Growing my own company from $700 to over seven figures annually My goal is to bring you inspiration, business-focused topics and tips, encouragement, and a community that helps you launch, grow, and scale your business, whether you are a dreamer, a side hustler, or a seasoned entrepreneur. You are listening to the Become Your Own Boss podcast. This Kickstart Your Business series has truly been fun for me. We've covered a lot, but today we're going to talk about something that truly could destroy your business, and that is pricing. Deciding on the price of your product or service is vital, and it's not to be taken lightly. If you set your price too low, you will put yourself out of business. If you set your price too high, you run the risk of clients or customers deciding to go with your competition, but we'll talk a little bit more about that towards the end of this episode. I want to share a quick story. Just a few weeks ago, I had a client come into the store looking to get some items embroidered. We've worked with this client before, and he's amazing. We absolutely love to see our clients succeed, and so we want to help them in every way we can. Since we allow people to bring in their own items, this client brought in some jackets to have embroidered. They wanted embroidery in three different areas of the garment. So first thing, we are a retailer. We're not a wholesaler. We also don't do contract pricing. Though we do offer bulk discounts, and this client actually did bring in several pieces so they were eligible for a bulk discount. My client has a business partner, and he had to go discuss the pricing with the business partner. And he came back to me a little bit later, and he said, you know, we're not going to be able to do it because we plan on selling the jackets for a $100. Now, this is very interesting to me because... I have yet to figure out how someone can plan on selling something for a specific price when you don't know all of the cost. So this is the first lesson. You cannot determine how much you want to sell something for before knowing your actual cost. Or you can, but you really have to then hone in on your manufacturer. And typically when you do this, you have to have your own manufacturer who's going to do everything and try to pull down the cost for you. Perhaps you use less quality materials or you take away some things to really get yourself within a price point that you're looking for. So you can approach pricing that way. But for many of the clients that I'm working on, it's difficult to say you want to sell something for a certain price when you don't know all of the costs. And that's what I want to talk to you more about today. So this is the thing. I know how much the jacket they brought in cost wholesale because we actually use the same vendor to purchase jackets from. I told our client that given the cost of the jacket plus the additional three areas of embroidery, they should not be selling this garment for less than $150. You cannot operate a business on negative margins, zero margins, or not even 10% margins. and After their bulk discount, they would be operating at a very, very slim margin selling their jacket for $100. Now, perhaps they will take the product to someone else. But even if they get someone to do each area of the jacket for $10, they will make about $20 per jacket at the end. Now, you may say that is really good, $20 per jacket, and if they sell each and every one of them. But the thing is... They've only thought about the cost of the physical product. They have not thought about all of the additional costs that goes into making and providing this product to their customer. So this may bring you to ask, well, Monica, how do you determine pricing? First, you must know your true cost. And I emphasize true because your true cost includes all of your expenses. And I mean all of them. Let's talk about products first. And let's just create a very brief list. There are things that will pop up as your business grows, though, that will add to this cost. But let's just talk about the product and the initial cost. Of course, you have the cost of the actual product. But what about shipping the product to you? Do you run ads via Google or Meta or Bing? Or how do you advertise? How are you acquiring a customer? Do you have subscriptions Do you have a business phone? Do you use electricity? Do you rent? Do you have a mortgage? Do you have employees or virtual assistants? Even if you are the only person who works in your business, you are technically an employee, even if you're not taking a salary yet. At some point, you're probably going to want or need to take a salary. And let's talk about time. Time has a cost to it. The time it took someone to order the product, the time it took someone to unbox and inspect it, hang it up, put it on a shelf, take a picture, put it online. The time it takes to pack up the order, put it in a bag or box and ship it out. All of that has a cost to it. If you're paying yourself or if you're paying someone else an hourly rate, everything that they do to contribute to the business is a cost and it's costing you. If you want to eventually grow your business, these costs have to be taken into account so you can either pay yourself or someone else. Everything you pay for in your business is a direct or indirect expense to the product that you sell. The more I talk, I get really passionate about this and I may sound a little bit preachy, but your pricing is so important because your pricing brings in your revenue. And the revenue is a key, key element in every business. It is the element. Without revenue, you really don't have a business. Now, when you calculate these costs, some of them may be just a few cents. So, for example, as you allocate your monthly electricity bill across the estimated number of products you sell each month, it may be very minuscule, it may be tiny, but Cents add up to dollars and dollars add up to more dollars. So it's essential that you do take these things into account. Even if you're working out of your home, a portion of your electricity, a portion of your space or every bill that you have in the house should be allocated to your business. If you're running your business out of your home, a lot of times people aren't thinking about this, though. They just see it as, well, I'm selling a product for $50, it cost me $30, so I'm making $20. But I promise you, you are not making $20. You're making much, much less than you think. In retail, it is often stated to take the cost of the product and multiply it by two. And while this is a good and very simple methodology, it gives you the false illusion of a 50% margin because it does not truly cover all of your expenses. And before you know it, instead of 40 or 50% margin, you're at less than 20% or 30%. Today, we live in a world where everything seems to be a subscription model, which is very smart, by the way. But these monthly subscriptions can add up quickly. And we have to take them into account. If you have a Canva subscription or a software subscription to something to help you run your business, you have to take those expenses into account. If you're a service-based business, this can be quite a bit more tricky. Oftentimes, we underprice ourselves here because you do need to take into account your time, but you often undervalue it. I find that when people enjoy doing something and can do it really easily, they do not charge their true worth. So you want to take a look at the service you're providing and ask yourself, think through, how long would it take your client to complete this task? How much time and heartache are you saving them? Also, you need to take into account all of your other expenses. You have marketing expenses, subscriptions, electricity. You may have continuing education. The list goes on and on. Again, some of these costs may boil down to just a few dollars or just a few cents Per service hour that you provide but these do need to be taken into account when you're determining your pricing as well even in a service model you have to look at everything every cost that is going into what you're doing now since we are talking about pricing I do want to take a minute to dive just a little deeper and talk about financial statements the financial statements that are going to be important for your business And one of my favorites is the profit and loss statement, also known as the income statement, because that is where whatever you're charging for your product or service, that is where that number is going to land. It's going to land at the top line of the profit and loss statement, and it's known as revenue. Even if you're just getting started in business, I really don't think it is too early to get started thinking about these financial statements. If you use software, which is another expense like Xero or QuickBooks, they will create these reports for you. The three financial statements that you need to know about are, as I mentioned before, the profit and loss statement, also known as the income statement, the balance sheet, and the cash flow statement. Truthfully, these are listed in the order of frequency. I look at them. Uh, they're all very revealing, but I live on the P and I'll call it P and l for short in this episode. But this is where your revenues and expenses reside, and these are numbers that you need to know. You need to know all of them, but these are really important. I'm going to take a moment to give you a more formal definition of these statements. I pulled these definitions from sec.gov, and their website gives a lot more detail, but I'm going to try to keep it simple. So first, let's talk about my favorite, the P&L, or the income statement. The income statement is a report that shows how much revenue a company earned over a specific time period. An income statement shows the costs and expenses associated with earning that revenue. The literal bottom line of the statement usually shows the company's net earnings or losses. This tells you how much money the company earned or lost over that time period. So that's your income statement. The next one is the balance sheet. The balance sheet provides detailed information about a company's assets, liabilities, and shareholders' equity. Assets are the things that a company owns that have value. So this could be cash, inventory, a variety of things, property. Liabilities are amounts of money that a company owes to others. So you'll have long-term and short-term liabilities. Short-term are like your credit cards. Long-term would be a loan typically that you pay over time and then shareholders equity is often called capital or net worth It's the money that would be left if a company sold all of its assets and paid off all of its liabilities and that leftover money belongs to shareholders or the owners of the company so that's your balance sheet and lastly you have your cash flow statement which reports a company's inflows and outflows of cash This is important because a company needs to have enough cash on hand to pay its expenses and purchase assets. While an income statement can tell you whether a company made a profit, a cash flow statement can tell you whether the company generated cash. I will tell you when I would say it was probably our first full year in business where Ethan and I are both working full time in the business and we sit down at tax time. And our P&L shows that we had a net income of some number. I can't remember now. It was over 20 years ago. But our cash in the bank did not reflect that. And truthfully, even though I was a business major, I still didn't quite get it. And it was very odd to me for it to be different. And so my accountant had to explain to me, just because you make this revenue, you spend it. You have this net income, but that doesn't mean you're going to have that number in the bank because you're also paying off perhaps credit cards or a loan because we had an equipment loan. So that money is flowing out. So that's why the cash flow statement is important. I want you all to know about these statements from the beginning of your business. Because when we started, and I just mentioned this, even though I was a business major, I was very immature and naive in this area graduated, got a job. That job didn't prepare me for entrepreneurship because I never had to look at a financial statement as an employee benefits broker. I just conducted meetings with people who needed employee benefits. I did their spreadsheets and laid out their different plan options, but I never had to deal with financial statements. We had accountants in this big corporate environment for that. However, if you set yourself up right from the beginning, you will find that these statements can provide a plethora of information to you. Primarily, it shows you if you're profitable. The PL will show you how you're doing because truly the bottom line speaks volumes. If your net income is positive or negative, it is possible for you to have negative income and still, of course, have a business. But this will mean that you have something on your balance sheet. You have some debt, you have credit cards. You have something because and, and some people may have investment dollars. If you have family invest, or you have angel investors, or perhaps you're out raising money, then that's different. We have bootstrapped, so we don't have any of that. It's loan or credit cards. But either way, if you have negative income, the cash has to be coming from somewhere to keep fueling your business. So these again, these statements are very important. And I would say start building them from the beginning. If you don't have a QuickBooks or Zero or any software for now, just create it on a spreadsheet. Especially if you don't have a lot of things running through right now, you can do that. But I will say, and initially we actually use Quicken in our business because we use Quicken on our personal side, and we just kind of set up a separate account. But eventually, our accountant was like, "Okay, there are certain things that you need to label and tag." That's available in QuickBooks. That's not available in Quickens. Quickens. That's not available in Quicken for your personal personal income. Every couple of years, we actually reevaluate our pricing. Um, We sit down and we look at our P and L because here we can see the cost of goods sold. We can see our labor costs. We can see all of our other expenses: insurance, continuing education, marketing. OMG, marketing. This is such a huge line item for us these days, or at least it's bigger than I would prefer. So we're trying to find some creative ways to to bring this number down because Meta and Google, I mean, they're, they're huge companies and they're doing great. It's amazing. But that line item has grown over the years for us. But as we are evaluating our costs or our pricing, We look at our costs over time, over that year. We look at how many orders we've had over that year. And we try to allocate those expenses to products. So that way, we can understand better, are we charging enough for a product? So let's say we take a jacket that we do. Well, we have the cost of the jacket. And then we look at our marketing and we're like, well, we sold 2,000 jackets. So we may... Take 2,000 jackets and divide that by the marketing cost. And then we have a number for that. So that's marketing. And then we'll take our electricity and do the same. And we'll take basically every expense that we have and divide that amongst these orders that we had this year. And that way we can come up with a true cost of everything that we put into providing this product to our customer. In some years, we've had to increase prices, and in some years, we've done nothing. But keep in mind, costs will creep up on you. So be sure to revisit your pricing annually or at least every couple of years. So here's where I really want you to be honest with yourself. Take some time to do this. Do not go into your business set on a price until you have actually evaluated all of your costs. And keep in mind, as you grow your business, you're going to see that you have new needs. There may be a software that you know, oh, my gosh, this is going to make such a big difference in my business and I'm going to invest in this. And that's great. You may not increase the cost to your customer at the time, but at some point you may have to to cover that additional expense that you've taken on to give your customer a better experience or to make your life easier or your team's life easier. So just keep in mind that this is something that you will have to revisit and make sure that you're on top of. Because, again, without the right pricing on your products or services, you truly can really, really hinder and harm your business. And you know what? If you're getting products from overseas You will probably experience some cost savings, but there are pros and cons to doing that as well. Sometimes they require a certain amount of volume, which means you're going to have a lot more inventory. Either way, just know that getting your price right is essential for the success of your business for the long term. I warn my clients, and I'm so passionate about this. I warn my clients, do not aim to be the low price leader. Please, please Please leave that to Walmart. I like to look at companies like Nordstrom. They're not cheap, but as the quote mentions above, they add value. You can get a personal shopper at Nordstrom. At Walmart, these days, you're lucky if you get checked out in less than 30 minutes or get yourself checked out in less than 30 minutes. And I don't know, perhaps it's gotten better. I have not been in Walmart in so long for that reason. Honestly, I would rather pay a little more than to put up with waiting that long. And I know some people love Walmart. I actually worked there as a teenager. It was my first real job. But I'm not using them as a business model when it comes to setting my prices. Adding value to my clients and customers and sustaining our small business. That is the key. Those are the things I'm focusing on. Those are the things I'm building my business model on. Last statement around adding value. If you're entering an arena where there is a lot of competition, it is okay to look at your competition's prices. But hopefully, you're able to go back to our episode from last week and determine what makes you different, also known as your differentiating factor or unique value proposition. You've got to determine how you will add value to your customer and client. You do not want to compete on price. You just don't want to do that. I remember one of my marketing professors saying that in my master's program. He said that is the fastest way to the bottom, competing on price. His words have stuck with me for over 20 years. Do not compete on price. Find something else. Find a value add that you can give to your customer that makes you different from the competition. But do not compete on price. Okay, that's it for today. Go and be smart with your pricing strategy. If you have questions, if you need help, again, email me. I love to talk to you all. So feel free to email me. Thanks for joining me today. I'm grateful for you. Hey, I'm trying to reach 100 written reviews on this podcast. It's interesting. We're at 60, but at one point I was at 73 on Apple. So I don't know what they're doing. I feel like they took away some of our reviews. I don't get it, but it's okay. If you don't mind, though, take a moment to go over and just leave a quick written review about the podcast. Five stars would be great, Um, but I would love to see your name or your handle with a written review. And hopefully I can even, oh, maybe I can even share it on the podcast episode. That would be fun. So please do that. Also, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. If you subscribe, it comes to your phone automatically. And if you share it with someone, perhaps you can help them along in this business journey as well. Do take a moment to also join the Facebook group. You can see the link in the show notes. This way we can share stories, share experiences, help each other out, maybe even help each other determine our pricing. But remember, now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss.